This portion of the show is brought to you by Kim Dawson of Nova Home Loans. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Well, another milestone for our country. No congratulations in, in order. <laughs> $34 trillion in debt, further mortgaging off. I put on our, on talkwithjeff.com, our kids, 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 future. I'd add a couple more kids in there, perhaps. Yeah, this, you know, we, don't, we, we really can't predict the fallout of this, how long it's going to... How long it'll echo yeah. through mm-hmm. eternity, like yeah. Gladiator. Remember that scene? What we do now will... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We need to get uh, Russell Crowe in here. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's really demented and sickening, if you ask me, that we are all so selfish that we all have to have what we have now at the cost of future generations, our future generations. Well, it's so we're, selfish. We're selfish enough that we don't even realize that we're doing it. No, oh, I realize it. I mean, we do, but yeah. most people don't. When I say we, I mean we as a collective whole. Yeah. Um, The people that are implementing these things and then the people that are. Well, most of the people that are. Yeah, most of the people that are even. Yeah, most people that are even implementing this and spending this amount of money, a lot of them realize it, but a lot of them don't. They don't really connect. There's some very smart people that they don't care. They'd like to spend us into bankruptcy, I think. But a lot of them just think the party will go on forever. And right. that you can That's just keep saying, living beyond like your the means. Spending bills and all yeah. this stuff. Like they yeah. don't either they don't care or they don't realize what it's yeah. doing or, or they're not concerned yeah. about what whatever it's doing. So yeah. well, look, And then the people that get the the benefit of that, I mean, some of it's like Ukraine and stuff that what yeah, do those yeah, people it's, care? It's, they don't care. But the people here that are benefiting from anything they don't care. They're just yeah, they're take getting, it now. Yeah, they're like, I might as well get it. And there's even some people that know a lot of people that know that it's wrong, that know what, that we're spending ourselves into oblivion, but they're like, well, I better take it because everybody else is taking exactly. it. Exactly. So it creates yeah. an environment that just gets worse and worse. Well, so well, let me the br- cities and stuff that are yeah, taking yeah, federal yeah. dollars, they know that we don't have the money to spend, but they're going to take it anyway. Yeah. Or the individuals that do it exactly. and the different incentives and yeah. this and that. Um, let's break this down because, yes, we've broken the $34 trillion barrier when it comes to our national debt. What does it mean? I've got some numbers for you. Uh, I also find it interesting how the media just uh, – the, the, the new record, new record. And it's like the fir- for the first time we've broken $34 trillion. I saw that echoed all over the place. I'm like, well, yeah, for the first time we broke 33. We broke 32. We broke 31. I mean, we, it just keeps yeah. going and going. Wait till you see some of these projections and some of these numbers that I pulled up. Plus, I want to get to – well, I'm going to get to a couple of my preps. I forgot to bring the, the one thing I got you for Christmas. Maybe on a break, you'll run up and get that thing because I think it's worth little things that people mm-hmm. can do mm-hmm. because I don't see a lot of ways out of this mess at this point. I want to get to the border. I want to get to our governor, Katie Hobbs, blatantly offensive plan when it comes to our kids' education and what, 80,000 kids now in Arizona, and she's targeting them. She's targeting them to take away their money and their freedom of choice when it comes to the school they go to. Uh, I'm going to get to that a little bit this hour, but then also bring in Matt Byenberg from the Goldwater Institute to break down 
this just just bizarre plan that she put out. Uh, I believe it was earlier today or, or last night. Uh, and then if we have time, and this is a a, um, a bold agenda here to get to all this stuff uh, towards the end of the show, bring Olivia in uh, for some comments. Before I get to that, though, uh, if you're selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, you want to work with the absolute best, and you know who that is because you've heard her here many times on the program. She's my go-to person when it comes to talking real estate, and that's Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by EXP. Uh, Jen and Mark needed to sell their home. They contacted Kelly Broadus because of her extensive knowledge of the area within just, bam, six days, gone, gone. Like our hopes for our future with the national debt, it's gone. <laughs> the house was gone. And uh, she sold that thing uh, full asking price, and that's, that's a really, really great thing she's done for so many people, her and her team. Why don't you call Kelly Broadus, she, see what she can do for you if you're selling your home. Even if you're buying a home, she can help you out. Here's a number, 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. That's northernarizonafinehomes.com. Okay, so like I said, $34 trillion, that's the national debt, that's the federal government. What you could say, the feds owe, Mm -hmm. but it's what we owe, right? the taxpayers of America. And I remember when you started this show, I believe it was January 2nd, almost seven or eight years to the day, 2017, it was in the low 20s. Yeah, I want to say it was 21 or 22. I'll pull those charts. And And what was I doing? Oh, well, talking about Ringing the, the bell. Debt, we were like, <laughs> oh, no, it's tw- it's 22, over 20, 22 trillion. whatever trillion. And and it, however long it took to get to that number. And we're at 34 now. It's like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't done the math on what percentage that increase that is in seven years. But that's well, it's it's close to it's close to, you know, it's probably tw- um, close to 50 percent. Close to yeah, I mean, 40, quite, 40, 50 percent no, increase yeah, in just the seven years. It's accelerating. Look, back in the, again, I'll have to look this up, but back maybe during the 80s, it was below a trillion. Mm-hmm. It was That's below a I mean, trillion. It took when, a long time yeah, yeah. to get to the 20 level, exactly. and now it's like rising exponentially. And when we reached a trillion, it was like, whoa, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And here we are all these years later, and we're now at 34, and it's growing exponentially. I, I think it's it's getting to the point where we just start calling it a, a debt spiral. And I'll get to that just in a few minutes. I don't see a way out. And I've been pounding on this for, like you said, we're going into our eighth year here on the program. We posted that up at talkwithjeff.com yesterday. Before that, when I got involved with politics and stuff, I was pounding on it then. Mm-hmm. I've been talking about this forever. Nobody cares. I do sense, though, that some more people are caring than did back in 2017. Not enough, but I do hear people saying, e, this is kind of becoming a big problem. I know, but, but any solution is the any realm of solutions, if any, are getting smaller and smaller yeah. by the day. Yeah. I mean, the, the options are just not there of what to do versus seven years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. We, could we had have more done avenues. So much yeah. more. We, and that's, that's what I've been warning about because this will be addressed at some point, one way or the other. Yeah. Uh, this will affect every American. It already does, but it'll affect them in, in an in-your-face manner at some point. And that could come at any time. Uh, and then it'll have to be dealt with, but the avenues to deal with this are diminishing greatly. So go to debtclock.org. Um, let me make sure I got that actually correctly. Um, I put a link here to debt clock. 
within talkwithjeff.com. Yeah, I got a, I got a link up at talkwithjeff.com in the post so you can go there. And you can see how everything is just spinning totally out of control when it comes to um, our national debt. And it goes it, it has all kinds of lines in there that tell you how much we're spending for Medicare, Social Security, uh, and also national defense and then interest payments on the national debt. Those are the four big slices of the pie when it comes to the federal expenditures. Uh, the biggest one is still Social Security and Medicare, and the next biggest one is um, national defense at about, I would call it close to $900 billion a year that we're spending on national defense. Uh, if you add all those numbers up, especially the social social security and you add up the medicare those are that's that's I've, I've gone over this many times that's mandatory spending and what i mean by that is your illustrious members of congress have no control over it it's they they signed off control of that years ago uh, through legislation enabling act that allows the expenditures just to happen so when the government shuts down still keep spending yeah People when the country still goes get broke, their Medicare still keep visits spending. Yeah. and their social because their mind payments. was we don't want any politicians touching this. We don't want it. But but what they weren't thinking, and I know a lot of you are in Social Security, Medicare, and this and that. Uh, but at some point, you're going to have to look at the the meat here because there's not enough money. Those numbers right there add up to I think it's like three trillion dollars if you add up Medicare and Social Security alone. Then if you add in. Those, those are two are mandatory expenditures. It would take two-thirds of the Senate to get rid of that. And that's never going to happen mm-hmm. because they all have constituencies that they have to answer to when it comes to, to, to voting, to mm-hmm. staying in power, which is all these politicians actually care about. Right. So they're yeah. never going to change the formulas on Social Security, Medicare. And I'm talking about people maybe that are my age, maybe younger people that are like, we've written it off. And we're not counting. We're on not that. counting on this. How do we pay for the current obligations without going broke, which we are going broke, and figuring out a way to phase out those obligations so the country doesn't go further broke? But we can't even do it because it's all mandatory spending, right? And like you said, there it's, it won't be changed. It I will mean, not. Yeah, it would not take a catastrophic yeah. event to no, change that. Yeah, because every decision that they make, the the second um, part of the their thinking is how will this affect my mm-hmm. reelection. And that's that's really the most important thing, I think, is not is it good for the country or whatever, is how will this affect, yeah. how will this decision affect my re-election? re-election? That's all they care about. And they base, I, I'm positive that they base a lot of their decision making on that as the number one factor. Oh, I would say most of them base all of their decisions on, on that. On number one, yeah. on how, yeah, how will it Am affect? I going to get reelected? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have US and it's usdebtclock.org, just to get it correct here. Um, so... The amount of money being spent on Medicare and Medicaid is, let's call it $1.7 trillion. Social Security is $1.3 trillion. Now, there's people out there that actually believe they paid into Social Security and that money was put in a, a lockbox, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, yeah, there, like there are actually... Like their names. And yeah, their there are actually somewhere. people... Yeah. Believe, it's gone. Yeah. They've been, they're, it's all gone. It's not there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right there, that's $3 trillion. Then you add on the other thing that isn't a mandatory spending item, but it is the interest on the national debt. Just a few years ago, pre-COVID, I think it was $300 billion something dollars a year, which is extraordinary, mm-hmm. a, a big figure. Now it's the number- interest rates going up. The interest and, rates yeah. have gone up. Now it's gone, it's about, let's call it 720 
um, billion dollars is the interest on the national debt right now. Uh, about a hundred billion dollars behind defense, which is about eight hundred and fifty billion dollars. It's going to surpass that. Here's the thing that's about to happen that is happening. Even though interest rates may be cooling down a little bit, most a lot of the debt, trillions and trillions of dollars of the the, the, the treasury debt out there that the government has issued is is coming due. You know, every month, every over the next year, that's all being issued at a far higher rate. We're going to go over a trillion dollars on this interest on the national debt real soon. It's going to surpass um, our, our national defense budget. Right. Yeah. Real soon. Well, and not only is the interest payments affecting it, and it's going to be higher because of that, but every spending package they do is adding on the debt because they don't have the money. It's all on debt. It's it's, all borrowed money. It's it's all borrowed. Well, 4.5 trillion of it. Okay. So, so the federal budget is about 6.5 trillion. I'm rounding the figures here to make it easy, right? Uh, The federal government taxes us and their revenue, their income is about $4.5 trillion. And by the way, in my, in my post at talkwithjeff.com, I explained this as, this is easy stuff. This is back at a napkin with a crayon yeah, stuff. Yeah, we could ask Oh, in our 11-year-old. Any idiot could, could do, do this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is, and these guys can't, they, they either refuse to do it. They probably have big 50-page documents that they spend a fortune to do it. You could do this on a napkin or in the, uh, the writing on the wall like that one singer once said. Who's that? <laughs> you don't remember. I can still read the writing on the wall. No. Anyway, you'll think of it, and then you'll be like, <laughs> I should have known that. Somebody yeah. knows it right now. Anyway, um, Six point five trillion is expenditures. Four point five trillion is the income. You got a two trillion dollar deficit. I've gone over this so and many they times. Spend more than that because they pass all kind. Oh, we got to yeah, do all, the, all kinds of stuff outside you know, Inflation that. Reduction Act and you know all yeah. that garbage. Yeah, that just adds more onto the two trillion they're already short. Yeah, so it's it's becoming it has become for a long time an unfixable thing because the politicians will never cut things that need to be cut. Uh, they are taking in what they're spending at this point. Just about they're you know they're spend. I'm sorry. They're, they're the they're mandatory the yeah. mandatory spending yeah. is sucking up is what I meant to say. The mandatory spending is sucking up the the income coming in. So they would have to just to bounce the budget. Raise the taxes by two trillion dollars. They would have to raise taxes by about fifty percent. That's an economy wrecker. Yeah. The, and they, they wouldn't be allowed to spend no more money to Ukraine and no yeah, more. You, can do any you, know, of that. You, you wouldn't be able to spend any other Which money. Which is fine. I, I, well, I, yeah, I'd that's like fine. Sp- I'm just yeah. saying that, that that's the, what keeps happening, though, is they're spending even more than their budget. Yeah, here's the deal. Here, here's the avenues I see uh, going forward. I, I want to get a group of people in there that actually wants to go cut things, but I'm realistic enough to know that you're not going to cut much below probably $5.5 trillion at this point. So they still have a no matter what, a trillion dollar deficit mm-hmm. problem. So then what are they going to do? Go in there and raise taxes by a trillion? But then the, it just stops the deficit spending from going increasing, mm-hmm. uh, the national mm-hmm. debt from increasing at that point. You still got to pay that off. What if interest rates go high? Uh, so what are they going to do? I mean, increase taxes a bunch? Drastically do uh, cuts to Social Security and everything? I don't see that. Uh, I think they're going to print their way out of it. I think they're just going to print a bunch of money. Uh, you look, the economy is supposedly good right now which is kind of a joke because you've been at a grocery store, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, you've been out, you've been, you've been paying your, your rent and, you know, trying to buy a car and this and that. And you're, you're, oh yeah. You, you, Angela got insurance notice. You just shocked at how much. Not our Allstate plan. Not our Allstate. Allstate's done great. It's a different one. Shop your insurance rate, uh, people. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much of an increase we got on a, on a rental property, but anyway, everything's going up. So the economy ain't that good, but let's say when it really gets bad, what are they going to do? What are the politicians going to do? 
They're going to offer, uh, uh, you know, incentives again. More assistance. More assistance. Yeah. They're going to offer uh, stimmy checks. They're going to do mm-hmm. that again and increase. So I, I don't see how we get out of this at this point. I think the roads have closed in and you just got to hunker down and get through it. I mean, eventually it'll default through inflation uh, or just straight up default. The U.S. Mm-hmm. government could say like Argentina, hey, we're just not going to pay it. Mm-hmm. That could happen. It's happened time and time again. You know, yeah, and it's yeah, this it big debt jubilee that happens. But then you're, you know, you got cash in the bank or something's ruined. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I don't see this. I don't see the solutions at this point other than to hunker down. Um, you know, I'm kind of preparing for both inflation and deflation at this point. I know that sounds kind of silly, but um, I don't know which way it could go because we could see like massive asset prices crash for a while before they decide to pump a bunch of money into the mm-hmm. system again. So in that scenario, and I, I, I'm not your financial advisor, so don't do my plan. But in that scenario, you have some cash to buy up the things that people are selling at 10 cents on the dollar. Yeah. You know, but that's right. pretty sad, right? Or yeah, I just don't know if they'll let that happen. I, well, they, because that's, they're so scared of, of the repercussions of that, that they won't let it happen. I think it could happen in the short term until they juice it because, uh, you know, people think, think 2008, things like that. Right. And then all of a sudden they juice it and then we get massive inflation again because they're, they're pumping a bunch of money. Yeah, the bailouts like COVID, and all that $9 stuff, trillion yeah. dollars from COVID. Then all of a sudden you get massive asset inflation once again and massive consumer inflation. So, you know, stuff you buy uh-huh. at the store that you need to live with every day. It's a really bad situation. And I, I see people, it, 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 I feel good that some people are recognizing it finally after all these years, but I also get very concerned because there's an old saying about going bankrupt. You know, it happened really slow, really slow until it happened really fast at the end, yeah. you know, because yeah. you're able to kind of keep it together. You're yeah. transferring money here, right. you're borrowing from this, you're doing this scheme and that scheme. And then all of a sudden at some point, you never know when that point triggers all of a sudden, it's like, boom, the walls close yeah, in really fast, yeah. really fast. Okay, I want your thoughts on this. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. It just amazes me. It just amazes me what, what we're doing to our kids and our grandkids and our great-grandkids and who knows how many generations. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get those comments in. Uh, you can drop a text, too. I'll be checking that from time to time as, you know, 24 progresses here and try to get more into a habit of checking those. 877-971-3971. 877-971-3971. All right. Uh, way you can save some money uh, when it comes to uh, wings, at least. Because who doesn't want to save on wings? Yeah, exactly. it's to go to Sportsman's Bar and Grill, voted best sports bar in Flagstaff, half price on wings today because it is Wing Wednesday. Uh, so get yourself some great wings, get a great drink. They got great drink specials at Sportsman's Bar and Grill just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Bash's Shopping Center. Lots of parking there. Uh, enjoy some great wings. And then tomorrow, don't forget about the sliders. Sliders coming up tomorrow at Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Hang tight. Back in a minute. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. 
physical gold and silver is definitely part of my plan for craziness. Um, I've been buying physical gold and silver from Justin and his family-run company based right here in Arizona from Desert Gold Exchange. Uh, They do a great job. They'll answer all your questions, and they also guarantee that they have the lowest commissions out there. That's the real big thing that gets you when you buy physical gold and silver is the broker's commissions and fees. They're going to guarantee you got they got the lowest out there. So give them a call. Uh, ask them for their free investors kit too. If you're new to owning physical gold and silver, mention the Jeff, Jeff Orvitz show. They'll, they'll treat you like gold. Uh, they'll get you up that free investors kit as well. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. farmland and farm animals to my category of prep items yeah you know if you can mm-hmm. own a little plot of land if you can start a little garden mm-hmm. i mean it's crazy what those i went shopping with you earlier today mm-hmm. wow yeah you know, I'm, I'm astounding every and he said inflation's starting to slow down <laughs> we did do one i i bought angela something for christmas and this is her first visit here on the show since we got back it's only the second day yeah. for, you know, <laughs> the, the new year programming but uh uh, I got her a, a, a and I, this is not a company that I, you know, I've endorsed or not on the show or yeah. anything, but I thought it was pretty cool. It's the battery daddy. Yeah. I should go get it. Yeah. We'll throw yeah. it in later. I'll yeah. throw in a picture or something. Um, but it holds all your batteries. Yeah. So, like diff- a lot of different sizes. Yeah. And yeah. it has a little like tr- tester thing to see how yeah. much charges on one. And, yeah. It was, yeah. It's so double A, triple A, little ones. Everyone the big knows and, how the battery situation is in your house and you got... All different sizes, different containers. Oh, yeah. There's like one left in this and two left in that, and and they're just all over the place. So this yeah, little pretty thing handy is like a little, little thing with a with a, a handle to carry and it around. And, yeah. yeah, pretty handy little thing. I mean, I, and I then think you can it, like clearly see how what you know which ones you need more yeah. of. And so yeah. they continue on with their insane energy policies and the electric policies and all that. Um, you know, at least you can find your battery. Yeah, to, right. To get the flashlight going, so you can. Yeah. <laughs> find your way to the internet that's not working i i don't know what it's going to be like i mean sometimes these predictions of doom and gloom and dire you know situations things work out different and something happens that we just didn't anticipate i mean Mm -hmm. uh hopefully there's still a political solution here and get rid of this bozo in office biden i mean this this guy is such a ding dong um i hope enough people wake up in this country and we're able to get rid of him and, you know, presumably it'll be Trump in there and then Trump actually follows through with maybe trying to cut the spending and the size of government a little bit. <laughs> last time it didn't he, quite work. He out. said he would do it last time he didn't. I know, but we got a better hope and a better chance with, with him. Um, I do have a couple of important election dates that you should be aware of. Um, it's coming up pretty quick. The March 19th presidential preference, preference election here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Iowa caucuses are... What, 10 days, 12 days or something like that coming up Yeah, pretty soon. Yeah. So this is all starting to hit. Um, here in Arizona, March 19th is the presidential preference election. You got to register as, well, Republican, Democrat, I guess it's libertarian and no labels are the parties. I don't know if there's a, is there, is there a candidate? A candidate for yeah, no labels? Yeah, I, I don't know. There's, there's a whole bunch of candidates on the Republican side. Um, there might be a few on the Democrat side. You have to register in one of those parties by February 20th. So you cannot, it's not like the 
the regular primary election in August or the general, well, general election, everyone can vote, but the regular primary election where you can be a Republican, I'm sorry, be an independent and pull a Republican ballot or a Democrat ballot or whatever, you actually have to be in the party. In that party. So I am not in the party. You are not in the party. Me neither. I'm okay with not being in the party. The party can go on without me. Um, it, got, it got a little crazy. Um, but if you want to vote in the upcoming presidential primary and you're an independent, you got to switch by February 20th. Um, another one is the August August 6th primary. That's when the primary is. But, but ballots start going out like July 10th. You got to register by July 8th. Um, and remember, independents can vote if you're new to Arizona in either. You can pull a ballot. Mm-hmm. I guess you can pull a libertarian or no labels. I don't know if we have Green Party anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then, of course, November 5th is the general election. So I'll post that up at talkwithjeff.com. I'm trying to post more and more articles up there, so check that out. Bookmark that and set up the notifications because we try to hit on mostly the Arizona things. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. One more prep that I did was I bought a trailer. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, And I got it right outside of Flagstaff, just north of Flagstaff, American Trailer Company. Um, It's it's actually right near Timberline Firearms and Training. Yeah, it's like the... Yeah, that's how I found it because I was going out to Timberline and then Rob knows them out there. And then I went over there and started looking at all the trailers and my head's about to blow up because they got a huge selection. I bought a smaller one because, you know, that's that's all I really need. I got a a 10-foot dump trailer at a great price from American Trailer Company. I didn't have to go to Phoenix. Uh, the reality is they have super competitive pricing. They're always trying to be around the same price or even lower than Phoenix. So why would you drive all the way down there when there's a huge selection of trailers? I know there's a lot of people that own land that are listening that have you know companies that need a trailer. They have the flatbed ones. They have all the different types mm-hmm. of trailers. I got the dump trailer yeah. though, and it's it's. I'll try to get some pictures or video here uh, soon to share with you. I'm pretty excited about getting to work and try to clear some more land so I can grow some crops. So you know maybe if it all hits the fan, I can spare you guys some extra corn or something like that, right? It all comes in at once. But anyway, yeah, that's American Trailer Company just north of Flagstaff. Uh, here's the website, and they got a bunch of inventory up there. You can check out americantraileraz.com, americantraileraz.com. Hang tight, back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvich Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Angela's here with me today. Um, I've I've got Matt Beinberg coming up in hour two of the show, so stick around for that. We will talk about Governor Katie Hobbs. Well, I, she just hates school choice. I know. There's no other explanation. There's no other explanation for this woman. She hates your freedom of choice when it comes to your kids' education. She hates it. Yeah, I know. Abortion? Total freedom of choice. You have to have freedom. You have to have choice when it comes to abortion. Your kids' education? No. No choice. It's baffling. 
I know. She's really baffling me. I mean, it was expected when we got a Democrat governor who's been in politics for far too long, who went through the legislature and it's just and then secretary of state. Typical career politician in, um, in, in Katie Hobbs. We knew it was coming. I was hoping that it was all just talking points, though, and she was, oh, it's going to bankrupt the state and whatever yeah. she was saying, she and that go. she would kind of back off like it was just kind of the stuff she says to make her base happy. But she's really on this. She's grinding yeah. on this thing. She's grinding. She put out this plan. And Matt Beinberg, in hour two of the show, about 44 minutes in for podcast listeners, he's from the Goldwater Institute. He's going to really break this down because I kind of read the, you know, kind of the bullet points of her plan. But I would sum it up because she's calling it, she wants to bring accountability and safety. They always got to throw in safety because you hear about all the ESA kids that are, I don't know, being abducted by aliens or something, right? It's utterly ridiculous. She wants to bring, quote unquote, accountability and safety to the Empowerment Scholarship Account Program, this, what I would call, groundbreaking program that Arizona did, the Republicans in the Arizona legislature, and I'll give Ducey, former Republican governor, credit for this one, signing it into law, Mm -hmm. where you get the backpack of money. The backpack of money that's connected to your kid, say they go to a public school, the cost for, for little Joey or little Susie or little Jose, or whatever you want to go with, so we're equitable. <laughs> the backpack is about 13 stuffed. $50 bill, $50 bill. <laughs> it's stuffed with those things. It's 13000 bucks. let's call it, right? Mm-hmm. It's about what it costs to send one, one of these kids to, to, to the public to the school. public school, right. So you get to take your kid and send them to a private school. It could be a, a, a like we go to a Christian school. There's other schools though. There's um, online micro schooling, schools, micro yeah. schools that are homeschool. Homeschools. There's all these options to the point where what do we got? About a, a million, million one students in the state. Over eighty thousand. Last I checked, and I got a link to the ESA program at talkwithjeff.com. Over eighty thousand, I believe, have signed up. I think it's be at, seventy-two. Okay. that's what I want to say. All right, so I stand corrected here. Seventy-two. Let's go with 70 plus thousand people have decided to enroll in the ESA program and that money follows the kid. 72,949 as it's grown a lot. When we had Tom Horn on months back, it was like 60,000 something. So it's grown tremendously. So 70 plus thousand kids are now able to go to school of their choice and the backpack of money, it doesn't even really follow them. It gets kind of sliced almost in half. Like the little politicians, little greedy F- um I almost said FUSD. <laughs> <laughs> Our wonderful local school dish. Freudian slip there. The, the greedy little bureaucrats and politicians sliced the bottom of the backpack and they, they skimmed off. Close to half. Like six grand of it to yeah. stay within the public school system. Yeah. Your kid goes to another school district. They take with them seven grand to pay for uh, tuition, which probably costs around nine, by the way, mm-hmm. eight or nine. The public schools keep about six, and then they whine about it. And you have one less have kid. kid there. So, so Hobbs and her allies, since she got in office and even before, have been saying, the ESA program is going to bankrupt the state of Arizona. It's going to bankrupt us. No, and I'm sitting no, here again. Yeah, I don't the, need- the, it, If ahead. they... If she took away the ESA and they did it the way they did three years ago or whenever, before ESA, well, before the universal yeah, ESA, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I guarantee it wouldn't change a thing. It's in the, the budget. same it thing. It would not change a single thing. It's the same exact thing. What is what is she talking? She doesn't even have a crayon or a napkin to figure out this basic math. You, it's, it's, it's it won't giving, change anything. It won't change anything. She's so they keep saying it's bankrupting a system. Now she knows she doesn't have the support at this point, unless Arizona turns blue here this election. She doesn't have the support to end this, and it's going to get harder and harder. So if if you're on the fence about school choice, about getting out of these crappy local public school districts, and, and FUSDs just become a disaster. I can speak to that one. Mm-hmm. I used to go there. It's changed yeah. so much. Yeah. Anyway, if you're on the fence about it, go sign up for that ESA, ESA program. Look into other. If, 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 if a Christian school is not your thing, fine. Find a micro school. Find another yeah, school. There's plenty of other there's options. There's plenty of options all over the place. The more people that sign up for the Empowerment Scholarship Account program, the harder it'll be for them to take it away. Because now all of a sudden you've got 70 something thousand, 80, 90, maybe get to 100, maybe get to 10, 15, 20% of the kids are now taking advantage of this. Mm-hmm. So she's got this detailed plan that Matt Beinberg will break down in the next hour. Um, and what is her deal? What is she trying to hit here? She says it's for transparency and safety. She's, she's, she's putting out there that there's so much corruption in it and that we have to have, she wants okay, the government. There's probably, oh, there's probably something small. I mean, just like in any program there is, yeah. there's going to be someone that's taking advantage or using their money for the wrong type of thing. But the, I mean, come on, the percentage is probably really small, just like every other waste there is that we talk about yeah. with like food stamps or welfare or you know, Section 8 housing fraud in all or, stuff. or access or whatever. There, There is going to be some fraud in all of it, but there's plenty of people that are, you know, it's all legit. She wants to make it so any expense over $500 has to go through an approval, pro- a manual approval yeah. process. She wants to get the auditor in general involved in checking. She wants to create a huge bureaucracy to make it impossible for you to have freedom of choice when it comes mm-hmm. to your kids. Hey, Hobbs, why don't you look in some of these public schools? I mean, the yeah. auditor, auditor general, again, back to our local school here, they, they flagged it as uh, financially unstable or something, yeah, something risk, along those at risk yeah. a while back. What are they doing? You know, uh, why don't yeah, you start yeah. looking into all these other places well, where the real money's how at? How many, the, I mean, out of these 70, close to 73,000 that have the ESA, how many of those really are the homeschool that are trying to get, you know, buy a computer or buy a trampoline for the yeah. PE or, or whatever. Or a hot they, tub. Whatever that, yeah. <laughs> whatever they're trying to, how many of that is really those people? Because I guarantee you the vast majority of them is going towards tuition at a school that you Super have. Super vast majority. You have no yeah. choice, but you just, you, the, the money gets in your account, in your wallet for the ESA, and then it goes directly to the school. You pay it to the school and yeah. you don't have any choice on, on, if there was what a lot of examples, on. she would have put it in her press release. Yeah. She would have yeah. said, oh, Billy bought a new hot tub. And, you know, Su- I keep using the same yeah. names. <laughs> Susie got a, you know, whatever. Yeah, a, right. a, a, What's the new game station for education? She didn't put it in there. This is just, this because is just garbage probably from Probably some examples, but very few. Yeah. And they did, they've already kind of caught that type of thing and tried to make it so that it may change us to it. More yeah. accountability Horns may change us to it. We'll get him back it. on the program. I, I challenge Hobbs to actually I challenge Hobbs to come on this program and bring a napkin and some crayons and let's do some math. Mm-hmm. I want her to, to to show me how the ESA program, how how a kid that's getting about seven thousand dollars go to another school and leaving the public school 
bankrupts the state. Maybe it'll bankrupt the public school. That's fine. If it's such a crappy school, let them go broke. Yeah. Well, let them the disappear. Is, uh, That's they've, fine. They have they have lost the enrollment at the public schools. They should. They So, therefore, with the ESA, they have lost some of that money yes. that would normally have gone to the public school. Close the school. But they have not changed yeah. their model. They don't want to change it. Of schooling. Close the school. Yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, this is going to be bad. Fire a teacher. Because you yep. know what's going to happen? And I don't want all the teachers to get fired. Don't, get, don't take this the wrong way. Don't get all upset. That teacher, if they're a good teacher, will get a job at the private schools. It's the same number of kids. I know the, the, yeah. the flag Christian, they're always looking for people. It's hard yeah. to find people. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, the teachers unions are all probably worried that, oh, we're going we're gonna to lose jobs. No, you're not. They're going to go somewhere else. They're gonna, it's competition will make better schools if you let it just happen. If you got too, many, too much building... In your school district, too many buildings, too many, too consolidate much square footage. And sell one off. Consolidate and sell it off. I bet you some private school will buy it up and Downsize provide a better your service. Administration. Yeah, I see some of the contracts these administrators are making and the superintendents and all the perks they get for what running schools that get D grades that can't. What's tomorrow's the first day back at FUSD Flagstaff Public School? Uh-huh. They can't even deliver the kids in the city limits anymore by bus. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine being a private CEO and you're saying, hey, I want to get a, an extension here on my contract. And uh, by the way, we've lost a bunch of customers, the students. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we had this big transportation network, network and we used to deliver it. We can't deliver to people anymore. Our grades have gone down. Enrollment's dropped. Yeah. I mean, it's sick. You need a raise. <laughs> unbelievable or, or it's it's the public the private school people yeah, it's the private school's fault because yeah, um yeah. our school stinks that's what they're doing yeah, is they're blaming sense. it on yeah, make, good job schoolers and private schoolers matt, matt beinberg will break it down more next hour from the goldwater institute hey if uh, i know there's uh, some weather coming i think there was a chance of a few inches of snow or something tonight mm. so they say maybe so uh if you're new to the area that means anywhere from zero inches like wake up blue sky and you're wondering what happened to the storm or two feet. Yeah, <laughs> now, I don't want to alarm you. In there. I, I'm not saying there's the, the weather surface was saying two to four inches. Okay. Like the same thing happened last year. Yeah. And then it never stopped snowing. In January, the yeah. first week back at yeah. school, the kids went back. Our kids were there for a day or two. And then boom, it was like two months of snow straight. Well, maybe the kids won't have to worry about not finding so, their bus tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, is it going to be a repeat? I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen two back-to-back crazy winters here. But, hey, anything's possible. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass, because they're going to be putting those uh, cinders out there, and you're going to get a chip in your windshield. Diamond Auto Glass will take care of you, say, about tomorrow by 5 p.m. when you get a rock chip in in your windshield and it cracks it, chips it. Go ahead and go to Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. They'll get that fixed before it spreads to the rest of your windshield. You need a new windshield. Diamond Auto Glass will take care of that, too. Call them up at 928-779-4140, 928-779-4140, or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvid show
I missed this one yesterday. I missed a lot yesterday because first day back after two weeks off. When we went away, actually it was right at the beginning of December, actually. The Lukeville border crossing closed. That was kind of forgotten about. Remember that? Yeah, I do. It's important because it's pretty important economic corridor for There's both not Mexico. Many border crossings. Yeah, so. and U.S. Yeah. This is the crossing that many people go to to get down to Rocky Point, Puerto Penasco. Um, beautiful place. I mean, I, I love yeah. the, the beach there and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you go get some good seafood and Mexican food, things like that. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. You've we, always we, had fun. Yeah, yeah. we, yeah, we rent like a house. Yeah. Something like that. Go out fishing. Yeah. You know, this and that. Well, they closed the border uh, on December 4th. The reason the Biden administration put out there, Border Patrol or whoever, but it's all, you know, the strings of not Biden, but his uh, string pullers. Oh, we need more people to go process all the illegals coming over, right? I mean, there's people just wandering around. They want to get processed, but, you know, they might mm-hmm. be injured from all the, the, the border wall falls that I talked about <laughs> yeah. yesterday, which is just absurd. You know, listen back to that one, folks. I mean, we got California has to pay for illegals medical care, and one of the big reasons yeah. is border wall falls. They're, they're Stop climbing over the border. Illegal. <laughs> And they hurt themselves, and somehow we're responsible for yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. All right. Probably be cheaper to go back for medical service in Mexico. Yeah, that's what I said. They, they, I less. mean, Mexico has they have medical, medical service facilities. There's some in Rocky Point. There's places they've, down there. They've got them. It exists. Yeah. Down there. I mean, now there's stalls along the side of the road for like dental work and stuff. I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, they got, they have but good they have people professional there. people. Yeah. They have. There's Americans down there doing yeah. the work because they probably don't want to deal with the medical bureaucracy of you know. That's Send them back over America. there to get treatment. Yeah. Anyway, so they're wondering around you know and they they like come over and they basically surrender you know it's just like hey take me and process yeah. me get me mm-hmm. get me to wherever i'm going and then they're like okay come back in two years yeah, for your yeah, court yeah, visit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. By so that time they're so biden about. pulled you know closed that border crossing to get more people out there to help process all the people well finally after nearly a month um and tons of bipartisan backlash i mean even Mm -hmm. democrats were like this is crazy this what's going on here because it started affecting the money you know and when that starts happening you know then then it actually matters well and it was another classic case of dc making the rules for something 2,000 miles away that they've never even been to and without consulting the people that yeah. should be consulted. So anyway, it's open. I don't think it'll close again for a while because they got a lot of backlash yeah. on this one. Yeah. Uh, but these people are incredibly stupid, so anything is possible. Anyway, Lukeville, back open. All right, Howard, uh, you're off. Uh, I think you'll be back tomorrow though, before you go away for like uh, 10 days. So okay. you might be back tomorrow. Uh, stick around. Matt Beinberg from Goldwater Institute will be on in the second hour, plus uh, Olivia with some of your comments. Hang tight. Back in just a few. You've been listening to The Jeff Orvick Show. Remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orvick Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Grumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. 
right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This portion of the show is brought to you by my good friends Eric and Lisa Boatner at Allstate Insurance Agency. Another hour of the show starts now. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Jeff Orvitz here, minus Angela. She took off, and we hit on this topic last hour of the Empowerment Scholarship Accounts and I asked the question, why does Katie Hobbs hate school choice and want every kid to go to the government school? Uh, she came out with this kind of bizarre plan uh, to try to curtail and get more control of your kids. Uh, you know, we have, like I said, ESA program has done tremendous things for so many families throughout Arizona. Uh, let's get into the details here in just a second. More with Matt Beinberg, who's, I call him the education guru over at the Goldwater Institute to break down what Hobbs is trying to do this time. We'll get to that in a second. Love to hear from you. Um, Olivia's up next after Matt, and we'll actually get to some of your comments. I'm actually staying on schedule today. It's pretty good. Uh, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Real quick, if you want to save some money and you got a smartphone that's a little older, maybe that battery's getting zapped, especially out in the cold. It's amazing how these electric devices uh, really uh, get taxed when it comes to cold weather. Get a new battery at Just Wireless. Uh, they've got a location right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff. I know people that are coming from all over the place in northern Arizona to save a bunch of money by you know, making their smartphone last longer through a new battery by going to Just Wireless. I know many people from the Verde Valley have been coming up. If you've got a cracked screen, Just Wireless can fix that as well. Plus, check out their great line of refurbished phones. Good for your money situation. Good for the environment, too. Get a great refurbished phones, phone from or phones from Just Wireless right there on Milton Avenue in Flagstaff. All right, let's welcome back to the program. Matt Beinberg with the Goldwater Institute. I, I call them our education or their education uh, guru. Um, but Matt takes care of all the things that has to do with education at the Goldwater Institute, goldwaterinstitute.org, goldwaterinstitute.org. Hey, Matt, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. Change your business card, your education guru going forward. We'll, I'll see if they'll okay that. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go with that. Um, okay, Matt. We've we've talked education a lot in the past here on the program, uh, especially the ESA program. Uh, just my take here, Katie Governor Katie Hobbs just does not obviously like this program. She's saying it's about to bankrupt the state or something like that. They've been the 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 uh, opponents of this keep blaming people who want to get out of the government schools for for financial woes in Arizona and and, and everything. Um, what she come out with? She has some kind of new plan that she'd like to see instituted. She does. Yeah, the governor announced yesterday a, a whole suite of, of uh, ideas, policy proposals that really are just the latest salvo of an attack on on parents' rights and and private school. Uh, autonomy and private education in the ESA program, the Empowerment Scholarship Account. So that's a whole series of, of proposals that uh, she claims are to bring transparency and accountability to the ESA program. But as you kind of alluded to, really boil down to, to really just one word, which is control, uh, to bring all of this ESA private at-home education under the control of the state and under 
the proposed rules and micromanagement of the administration. So we can kind of dive into the details, but, but really, yeah, you know, I think the, the most telling summary of this is, uh, you know, this is claimed to be to improve the program and strengthen it. This is really just this year's version of what the governor came out with last year when in her budget, she came out and said, we need to completely roll back this new program. We're, whereas now all students in Arizona are allowed to be on it. Her office came out last year and said, no, this is unacceptable. We want to rip it away from all of these kids who are not part of the original program. Obviously, conservative lawmakers stood up to her and said, absolutely not. That's not happening. They defended it. They defended the program. And so now she's coming at this with a new uh, line of attack, ostensibly, again, to improve the program, but essentially trying to kill it death by a thousand cuts. How is she going to do that? Okay, last I checked. And I've talked a lot about napkins and crayons today as far as just my basic knowledge of math and just how government works. I can kind of write it on the back of a napkin with a crayon. But my understanding is the governor uh, is the executive and the legislature makes the laws. In this case, they created the ESA program. Is she trying to do something through executive authority or is this a hopeful plan that she hopes to get control of the legislature with Democrats perhaps and then change the law? What, how, how is she trying to attack this? Yeah, this is uh, only partially fleshed out so far, but essentially a list of proposals that, that they're pushing for. So presumably to, to stake out for this legislative session um, and try to get past to, to change state law and shoehorn in and force a bunch of these changes that they want to see to weaken and undermine the program. Okay, Matt, she's brought up, and I see the word transparency mentioned a lot. I see the word safety. I don't look. My kids go to a private school. We use the tax credits, but I know plenty that are going to these private schools through the ESAs. I think seventy-two thousand plus are utilizing this out of what one point one million students in Arizona, something like that. Um, I don't hear a lot of safety issues. I don't. I, I haven't heard. I've heard of some cases of issues where people were buying things that were very questionable, but it, it definitely seems to be the exception, not the rule. Yeah, and essentially what this looks like, again, you mentioned those kind of buzzwords that she's thrown around, safety, transparency, accountability. But when you look at this, all of these programs, all these proposals boil down to the idea of trying to undermine state law. Arizona state law right now is very clear. The State Board of Education, the state do not micromanage private schools. They don't go in and say, here's how you have to operate, here are your practices, here's your curriculum. All of these proposals from the governor are to wind that back and rip off those protections. So, for instance, whereas private schools, can hire qualified teachers based upon who they think is going to be able to teach the kids the best. This proposal goes in here and says, no longer are you allowed to do that. You're going to have to only hire approved teachers that we think meet the checklist of requirements that we've said for certification. Mm. So for instance, that means that just like in our district schools where you have to have these certified teachers, which means go through an education degree program. Usually these are from very left leaning, ideologically driven, you know, teacher preparation programs that, that don't actually promote subject matter expertise. You have to go and check one of these boxes in order to be a teacher. You could be a brilliant subject matter expert, but if they say, nope, you don't happen to do this, then, then they're going to ask you. Now, Arizona has been a leader in school choice and autonomy for teachers. Our charter schools, our public charter schools, have freedom to hire teachers based upon their ability, not having to go through the certification process. And yet Governor Hobbs now seems to be positioning uh, herself to say, we want to force private school operators to come in and have to only get these teachers who've gone through the sort of union-endorsed pipeline of preparation as opposed to saying, yeah, you'd be a great teacher and you would like to do this. So again, to go in there and fundamentally change something as core as who private schools are allowed to hire yeah. has nothing to do with student safety. Uh, again, it's hard to argue that, that 
parents are not choosing private school because they have bad teachers, right? They're choosing private school because they think it's an excellent education. And so for the governor to claim that there is any uh, justification to go in and suddenly say only state-approved teachers can be hired is absurd, right? It is not based upon anything other than an attempt to micromanage and, and fundamentally undermine and ultimately destroy the independence of these private schools. Well, I guess, Matt, I didn't really think about that when <clears throat> the ESA program got championed here in Arizona. I pushed for it. I'm uh, glad that we have this and that kids have more choice. Family have, has more choice. But I, I maybe didn't think through that, and I should have, that once there's some funding, taxpayer funding involved in anything, they would then try to sink their claws into it. And that seems to be what's happening here. It's, hey, you're getting that backpack of money that follows your kid. Let's call it 7000 bucks or so. So now we have some kind of jurisdiction because it's being uh, utilized with taxpayer dollars. That seems the avenue they're going at it with. Well, that's, that's one of the, the lines of attack. But if you, you know, if you look at this and you look at states like California that has passed radical bills, there's, there's a sense of maybe if, if they'll just leave us alone, right? They say, well, if, if we're just going to set aside programs like the ESA or tax credit, maybe they'll just leave us alone. And yet we've seen that when the left gets power in states like California, they push legislation that penalizes parents in other states. Now, they have legislation that if you were a parent and didn't support the gender transition of your students, you could go to California. I mean, these are things that impact states that have nothing to do with the regime of, of, of the left, there's this sense of, well, if we just leave well enough alone, they'll leave parents and kids alone. You know, it's wishful thinking, but no, the left has been very clear that they view control over the education system as a goal, right? There's nothing to say that private education or home-based education or any of these things are somehow inoculated from the ambitions of the left. Clearly, they use any, you know, fig uh, leaf uh, that they can as an excuse to go after these things, but, but, all of these are fundamentally about the, the left and the teachers' unions want only one form of education, which is the one that they dominate. Yeah, the, so, the government again, this, school. This yeah. prescription here is to, it's to allow private schools to exist, it's to allow the ESA program to exist, but only if they now function essentially as carbon copies of the public yeah, school yeah. system. Those they, families have tried so desperately to escape. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to escape all this, and, 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 and I'm one of them that left the, the public school system, that, that, especially during COVID. Let's, let's pull a point a few of these here from her plan. Um, requiring accountability for taxpayer dollars. She wants to ensure that any purchase over $500 goes through a, a manual process. Well, maybe I'd want that too for the public schools. I mean, are they accountable? So they she, basically they want to create a bureaucratic nightmare. Every little thing you do, you would have to well, get so approval. Yeah, I mean, this actually betrays the ignorance of, of the Hobbs administration about this program. Right now, it's actually extremely strenuous on parents what they have to go through in order to participate in the program. They have to actually already document all of the purchases they make. They have to submit receipts. All these things are already subject to review. They're actually trying to help streamline and automate this to make it a less cumbersome process. And so for her to go out and say, no, we're going to demand a different process or a manual process, there is absolutely, you know, the state laws say, here are the list of expenditure categories that you can make. And there's always going to be some dispute about whether something is educational in nature or not, right? There's going to be some gray area there on some of these purchases. And that's what the department has laid out and the State Board of Education has laid out rules to guide and say, here's the things that fall within or without, and then adjudicate those kind of on the fence uh, uh, individual issues. But the ESA program already now requires every purchase to be going through one of these curated lists of this is approved or this is not, or to be having a, an expense receipt, a receipt, all sorts of purchase information uploaded. So again, this isn't trying to address a problem. This is trying to, to really just score political points 
uh, with an ignorance of how the program actually works, which already entails far more accountability than you see in the public school system. Well, check out this one. And we're talking about Matt Beinberg from Goldwater Institute. Um, and to get this right, Matt, he's the director of education policy at the Goldwater Institute, and he also serves as a director of the Institute's Van uh, Sitter, is that my pronouncing that correctly? Center for yep. Constitutional Advocacy. And he's also an education guru, so we'll go with that. Um, but check out this one, prohibiting price gouging from, from Hobbes' plan here. Stop private schools receiving taxpayer dollars from hiking the cost of tuition and fees at a rate higher than inflation. Uh, look, I can attest to this. The private school my kids go to is, let's call it approximately $9,000. If I were to engage in the ESA program, it's about $7,000. So I already have to kick in some money there. But the cost of the public school, from what I'm being told, is like $13,000 per kid as far as what it's costing. So what, what, what's she talking about here? Uh, she's, she's, again, clearly this is a, a political hit job on this because this argument of trying to make it sound like private schools are taking money and the term price gouging, right, to say these are, uh, you know, greedy for-profit groups that are out here without concern for student well-being or education, just trying to rip out every last dollar uh, from these students and trying to set this narrative that, that this is, again, some sort of uh, wrongly motivated education sector. When you actually look at the data, as you mentioned here, the, the private schools in Arizona, the meeting, we've, we've actually put out information on this and, and are, uh, have more coming out. The median private school tuition in Arizona is about $7,000 a year. Okay. The per pupil average spending for the public school system is over 14000 So that <laughs> means private schools, your typical private school, costs half what we're spending as taxpayers on the public school system. And even over the last two years, as inflation has been going up and as public schools have increased their spending significantly, private school tuition rates have actually not gone up any faster than those. Okay. So they're trying to make this case as if, look, we gave this ESA program and now private schools are just taking all the money and running with it when actually private school tuition is far less on average than it is at the public schools for the total cost of tax marriage. Wait, Matt, and, and I was using a white napkin. Maybe I was using the white crayon and couldn't see the math because her, her opening statement here says that the ESA voucher program that is projected to cost the state nearly $1 billion. Well, I argued this last hour, same thing you just said, 7,000 7, uh, versus 14,000. I was saying uh, 7,000 versus 13,000, whatever. It's a, it seems to be a savings. How does she get away with saying it's costing the state a billion dollars? Maybe it's costing certain school districts money because that money's not in there as much anymore and it's going to other schools. Yeah, well, you, you started out how you get away with this. You get away with it because you have you know essentially media outlets that are willing to carry the water on this. Um, when they say something like this program costs a billion dollars, I don't know the last time we ever heard them say how much the public school system costs taxpayers, <laughs> right? We spend some $16 billion a year on students in the public school system in Arizona. So when they say it costs a billion dollars, they don't mean it's increased cost by a billion dollars. They're just saying that every time you have a special needs kid with an ESA or a student from the foster care system or now under the universal system, any, any student, when they say it costs all this money, they're not saying it costs this much more money. <laughs> than if it were somewhere else. Every kid, if, if you have all these kids and they choose a public school, it's going to cost a lot more than a billion dollars. If those kids are in the ESA program, it's less. So yes, there are some students who were not being funded before. If they were families who were in private education or homeschool education and they didn't have the benefit of a, a tax credit scholarship or anything like that, yep. you do have some families who were not being supported. But those were families who were paying their property taxes every year to support other children. And like the governor's family, herself, the governor you know, has admitted her family sent her to a private school and had to sacrifice financially. She said, we were on food stamps. 
Mm. So just because a family is making that financial sacrifice, the governor and the left now suggest, well, their, their kids are unworthy and undeserving of support, even though they would happily spend the ten or $15,000 per kid if that student walked in the public school today because it's under the influence of their allies, the teachers union. Well, let's end with this um, gem here, <laughs> Matt. Uh, reinstating eligibility requirements, students participating in the Universal ESA voucher program must have attended a public school for 100 days at any point in their education prior to becoming eligible for the ESA voucher program. I translate that to, you got to try our thing first before you can decide to go anywhere else. That's right. Now, it it would essentially say that uh, even if the family knows that the public school nearby is underserving kids, it's underperforming, it's mismanaged, it's fraught with whatever issues, that you are still forced to go there for 100 school days. (laughs) before you are allowed to escape, even though there is nothing like that in state law. Right now, you can, you can escape a school district and go to a different school district because they don't, they don't mind as long as you're staying captured within the public school system. But this would be just to say you are not allowed to do an ESA unless you have already spent 100 school days, that's several months, a semester essentially of time in one of these schools, even if you know, hey, this isn't working out. So um, why you would tell a parent of a first or second grader that they know this isn't working for them, sorry, you need to invest half a school year worth of time in an environment that's going to fail your student uh, before you can get uh, an opportunity elsewhere is yeah. indefensible when it comes to the outcomes of the student. Yeah, I think the writing's on the wall on that one. If you can't if you can't read between the lines on that, folks, um, you, you see where they're trying to go with this and how, uh, in my opinion, uh, the union's got their claws uh, into this and into her uh, to make sure you stay in that government school. Matt, hey, I appreciate it. I'm going to put a link in the podcast once that gets out here in just a little bit uh, so people can also see your article as well. Uh, you keep up the good work, um, and we'll keep fighting this as well. This is a, a huge issue that we want to make sure people continue to have uh, the choice when it comes to their, their education in the state of Arizona. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. All right. And folks, remember, it's, it's goldwaterinstitute.org. Uh, go check that out. Uh, and, and they're doing a lot of great stuff out there for so many people when it comes to protecting your liberties, your rights, your constitutional rights against um, the, the Goliath, um, the Goliath forces of government. We'll go with that. Uh, hey, if your heater is out, um, call Gettles High Desert Mechanical, family-owned company. Brothers Adam and Ted Gettles have been servicing HVAC units throughout northern Arizona and central Arizona for over 30 years. It's a company I, that I use. Um, I've had them fix my HVAC system. They've done a wonderful job. Uh, they can get you a new system if you need it. They can keep that system going. Um, they can also do the inspections you need. I recommend, highly recommend that and get that thing tuned up. Uh, but if you're in a bind and you need to get service done because your heater goes out and it's supposed to get pretty cold coming up here this weekend, call Gettles High Desert Mechanical, 928-567-2200. That's 928-567-2200. Uh, check them out online as well. Gettles, G-O-E. TTLSHDM.com. That's GettlesHDM.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Forward Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. 
All right. Are you conservative? And maybe you want your investments to reflect those same principles. Why don't you call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management and talk about how you can match your portfolio with your values. If you're tired of companies that are more concerned with their wokeness instead of running, I don't know, successful businesses, you know, maybe it's time to get a second opinion on your investment strategy. Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management would love to talk with you. 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. 2474. Give Glenn Lee's a call right now at 928 225 2474. on all cylinders today, Olivia. I managed to keep the show flow going and on schedule. It's, wow, it's an amazing is, thing. I know. Second it's been day a of while. I haven't been here for a while. Yeah, he's probably been new a couple and... weeks. Yeah, we did some revamping over Christmas, did a little work, color coordinated everything. <laughs> Made it a little more user friendly. Yeah. <laughs> How long does anything last, right? I did buy some, you know, for guests and stuff, there's some extra drinks and chips in the back too so i added Ooh, chips did i count as a guest no oh. okay well i probably you get to, like the extra you have to bring your own expires yeah. or whatever yeah, you have to bring your own chips yeah all right let's go i, w- I want to come back and spend more time on some of the dynamics of legislative D- district seven and legislative district one some interesting races developed for the developing for the heirs on the legislature um, but also olivia's got a couple of your comments that i definitely want to hit on and try to do a better job this year of getting more and more of your comments out there talk with jeff at icloud.com but i do know that there's a possibility of some snow what are you seeing as far as potential from the people that bring us this information um Sometimes. it's not looking like a lot there no. is a winter weather advisory it's just from tonight at five to thursday at eight okay so we're, we're currently in, the, bunker, in so the advisory i don't yeah, know if we can't yeah, we can't snowing tell. out there right now or might not. Be. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> we could test the accuracy. But uh, 5,000 feet and above, areas around Flagstaff, but it's only predicting two to six inches. So Oh, two to six for Flagstaff? Just, yeah. Or in, in general, general. Over the area. Okay, mm-hmm. well, it's something. I mean, it's something. Yeah. It's been pretty pretty crappy I mean, so I, far. We haven't had snow yet. Or I think there yeah, was snow. Like, bit, we were yeah. out of town or something, and yeah. it melted by the time we got here, so. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, if you just moved here from California, that snow is that white stuff. Now, they have snow in California, too. If you're from L.A., though, it's like, you know, get the old get the old front-wheel drive car out. Even Phoenix. The, yeah, even Phoenix. Don't scare us. It's just a scary time out there. Because we have seen this. We're witnesses to this. Yeah. If you try to shovel snow mm. into a plastic bag to put in the back of your car oh to gosh. bring it back to the uh, <laughs> 80 degree Phoenix to what? Put that one bag in your front yard? <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to work. Did so you, just don't even attempt Is this it. from personal experience? Do you know oh, someone that oh, did yeah. this? Oh, yeah, we saw it. Oh, we did? I don't remember that. Shoveling it into bags and then putting it in the back of their car. That's a pickup truck thing. It would be (laughs) kind of cool if you're living in Phoenix or I've even thought of this. And and we get snow down in Camp Verde a couple times a year, just a little bit. A couple times I've had to shovel. A little frosting mostly. Yeah, I think last year they had a snow day and they got a couple inches. And once, you know, it's just hard to maneuver if you're not used to that. I've thought about, hey, Especially now that I got that tractor, I should load it up and bring it down there and dump it in some. <laughs> ki- well, I got the dump trailer from from American Trailer North of, oh, that's North right. of Flagstaff. That's right. Yeah, I should. Um, 
I should actually like load that up, fill it up with snow and bring it to them. And like dump it in some kid's you yard. Don't forget to be them. pretty cool. Don't forget to yeah, yeah, our we don't property want it. though. Yeah, we're we we're fine. It. Yeah, we don't we don't want it. I'll probably the, the EPA will probably say something it's like you can't transfer snow. It'll be something <laughs> illegal. Yeah, the Arizona Department of uh, Water Resources or whatever will be like you you moved water. <laughs> you <laughs> contaminated the land. <sighs> Man, these people hate kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, hey, if you're looking to maybe consolidate. Some some of those high rate credit cards, which man, they've gotten high. And I, I know what it's like to get in that bad situation. Did that once in my life and that wasn't fun. That's why I tell my kids, don't get into credit <laughs> card debt. Don't get, but if you do and you, you happen to have a house and you've been in it for maybe if just a few years, you might have quite a bit of equity, might be a, a, a lot less of a payment to consolidate that into one new home loan. Why don't you call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans? She can tell you what's available out there. And even if you're buying a new home, maybe you get a second home, maybe you're just refinancing a home, off-grid property. She has all kinds of different programs that Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans can help you get into. Mention the Jeff Orch Show. Get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Here's the number, 928-310-6458. 310-6458. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697411, Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087BK, number 090242. Equal housing opportunities, subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, welcome back. Jeff Orovitz here with Olivia, who's always looking for your comments, and I want to encourage people to comment more. Talk this with year. Jeff at iCloud.com, or you can also. Uh, what else? What else? You what can send saying? a carrier oh, yeah, pigeon. I- <laughs> yeah, that's acceptable too. We definitely um. You could do a dove now because kind of comment. Dove season has ended. I was gonna say on the website you can comment talkwithjeff.com. Yeah, yeah. Dove season ended, and I just found some good dove shotgun shells. Oh whoa! Today at, at, at Sportsman's. <laughs> well, I was thinking of doves. What did you say? You can comment on the website. All right, you can comment on the website. You can shoot birds. Whatever. <laughs> don't shoot dove though, because it's out of season now. Oh, Except for those invasive collar, European collared doves, but they all live in the city on the electric lines. You could just catch birds and then send the comment to us on the bird. Yeah, you could do that. Carry pigeons may be good if. If the powers would be eventually shut all um, dissent and First Amendment down on the radio waves and internet and things like that, we'll go back to newsletters and, and, and carrier pigeons, and they'll have to make carrier pigeons illegal, right? <laughs> of course. We'll do that. We'll go back to the Pony Express type thing, or the, <laughs> you know, the lights, the two if by sea or something, something back in the day. Remember that? Revolutionary War. by land or two You do know sea. that. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I was just talking with uh, Matt Beinberg about our education system and how Hobbes wants to make, um, you know, we need to make the standards the same for the private schools. I'm like, wow, really? We want to set our standards that high? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get those comments in. Okay. Let's start with a comment so I don't run out of time. 
and not get to it. And then when it gets to some legislative races that I see coming that are pretty intense, uh, who are we starting off with? Oh, we have one from Bruce. Just heard you and Mark talking about how Flag has raised minimum wage again and the cost of you going out to lunch. I'm starting to reconsider a 20% tip. Your thoughts? Hmm. So, so Bruce is like, I don't want to tip anymore. Be- well, because they make, or, or maybe 20% That was what too. the agreement basically was, is, oh, you don't have to tip as high because they're getting yeah. more money, but then nobody does that and they still expect the tip anyways. More people expect the tip. I mean, I'm, I'm like at the, every, everybody's using like, like the iPad or something or some kind of device to do the payment portals, mm-hmm. right? So like these companies automatically put like a tip suggestion. You like in. have to remove it or whatever. Yeah. You're like checking out at like, like, I, I think this has happened like in the grocery store. I don't know if it's in Flagstaff or not. I can't remember. Somebody told me about this. It might not even be true. Maybe fake news. Um, but it was like, there was a tip option. Like for a checkout, you know, normal, there's mm-hmm. like cashier or something. It's like, really? Or some of the places you have to like search for the no tip option. Oh yeah. That thing's like, and then a red light comes on and there's like, dro- shame on you. <laughs> there's drones hovering over you. It's like, really? And like all the, Are you it, sure? it's like a Stephen King movie or something. All the employees gather around you in a circle and start chanting, <laughs> no tip. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Katie Hobbs would come out. Katie Hobbs would come out with some kind of um, rule on that too. Um, like she had some kind of bizarre thing with the, before you can go to a private school, you got to spend a hundred days in a public school. What is this? <laughs> indentured guess, guess she awarded herself for it. Oh, she did win that special award, mm-hmm. didn't she? We should get a poster for her. She, just, with her she special just wants award. another one so bad. Yeah, yeah. That the, the I'm in the bag for the Teachers Union's <laughs> Award of two, 2024. Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay, back to Bruce's question. People send us an email question. We should take the time to actually answer. Oh, okay, yes. He's oh, yes. considering, okay, the 20. Yeah, that's kind of the common. He, here's the deal. Used to be, for me at least, 20% was like, I got really good service. Like, we're talking... On the ball with the drinks, clearing out the plates. Coming, you were impressed. Yeah, I'm impressed. Coming at the right time. So here's what I noticed at a lot of restaurants. Like, they ask you what you want to order, like when you're sitting down. You're like, I don't know. Oh yeah. And then they, they come back. Even open the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come back 32 seconds later. I'm like, I still don't know. Can you just give me two minutes? Ten minutes later, and you're or like 20. Yeah, you're like timing. You know, um, I I liked. I used to wait on tables. I waited on tables from when I was like 16 until you know late teens. Maybe in early 20s, I still did that on the side a couple times, you know? And um, I hustled, man. I mean, imagine me. Yeah. I was like, I was making $2.13 an hour. (laughs) No, I was making $2.13 an hour. That was the the minimum wage for for servers. It's funny to hear that. $2.13, yeah. Minimum wage was $4.25. Oh, wow. This was 1994. Yeah, but I was getting tipped. So I didn't care about the wage. I didn't care if you paid me anything. I was there to hustle and get tips. So I busted my um, my back. Nice <laughs> <laughs> save. Oof, went blank there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I hustled and I made good money. And so did most of the servers. And there was always one that just stunk. You know, there's always one that's like, glad I don't share tips. Because that person stinks <laughs> yeah. at this job. Go get, go, go to... I don't know. I don't want to offend anyone. Go somewhere else, right? <laughs> yeah, but then there's just that desire to work yeah. hard and yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise so I was up like, to the top. Yeah, or, I want to. I'm here. I'm gonna bust. I'm gonna bust butt and do do really good, right? Uh, anyway, now it just seems like the service, and not all of them, but more times than not lately, I've had two cases in the past twelve months where I didn't leave a tip. That is 
crazy for me not to do where it was so bad because they're making more money. So it's, it's, it's different, but man, you can make pretty good money at what is it? 15 bucks an hour, whatever the minimum wage is for servers, whatever, 14, 15 and rising. and tips. Yeah. So should you look, I say if they're giving good service, I think 20% is fine. No matter what they're making, they're, they're busting it. They're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, everything else is more expensive, too, so it kind of cancels each other out. Yeah, but if they're doing a crappy job, yeah, bring, bring it down. I, I certainly bring it down. So maybe they get the message that yeah, you're providing a bad better. service. And then they see, like, the other person in there that's, that's really going and hustling. It's like, I the made $200. all of the tips. Yeah, I made $200 in example. tips, and this guy's like, I made 83 cents. Well, it's because you stink. <laughs> You know, it's a reward. It should be a merit-based system where you get rewarded for the extra work you put in. So, yeah, they did sell it, though, Olivia, the minimum wage people, when they went to 15. They're like, you won't have to tip as much or tip at all. And it's like, we're tipping that more than ever. That never happened. Yeah, Not even never, from the beginning never. and it phased out. Everywhere's tipping. So, yeah, adjust accordingly, I'd say. And, you know, you don't need to be a jerk about it or anything, but maybe let the manager know on the way out, well, this service really stunk. We went to a place yesterday, hour and 45 minutes, and the service was not that good. It was okay. Um, I think I actually chose to do a 10% tip on that one because it was just okay, mm-hmm. you know? And and it took an hour and 45 minutes for me to eat lunch. It's ridiculous. And a good manager should want to know that so yes. that they can be improving. Yeah, you would think. You would think. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Love to hear from you. Let's do one more. We have one from Ron. Dear Hi, Ron. Jeff, I was listening to Dan Bongino on December 1st. Dan and Bongino. He- <laughs> Olivia asked me in the break, what? Bon, bon what? Okay, sorry. No, I had it right on my first guess. <laughs> I just wasn't sure I like entirely. Dan Bongino. I think he does a good, he does a good job. <laughs> and he suggested that red states have their Supreme Courts remove President Biden off the 2024 ballot using the same tactics the Colorado Supreme Court used. How can we petition our Supreme Court to remove President Biden off the 2024 ballot? We can play the same game the Democrats are playing. Yeah, I know we can play the same game. I think this would show the Democrats that the Republicans can play the same game. The Republicans can keep using the same tactics the Democrats use. Yeah, I just, just I, 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 I wish we didn't have to go the, you know, the, the fifth grade route, though. That's what I right? was thinking. I mean, I get what you're saying, uh, Ron, correct? Mm-hmm. And. And I get what uh, Bongino's saying as well. And I guess if you got to get down to it and you're in the mud, you got to get in the mud and people are using fingernails and, you know, this and that. And it's a street fight. I guess you got to do these things. But come on, let's get this thing to it shouldn't even go to the Supreme Court because it shouldn't even be an issue because there's no conviction. And even if there, if there was a con- there's not even a charge yet against Trump on, on, on this issue uh, in Maine, you know, for Maine and or Colorado to take him off. I heard the ding dong and I think it was Maine talking on another show. And she's like, it's my constitutional duty to do this. And despite the risks that I'm taking, and it's like, oh, come on, get over yourself already. You just, you did it for publicity. Uh, there's no charge. So I think that this, first of all, it should be thrown out right now. A judge should come in and say, there's no charge. There's nothing here. But okay, take it to the Supreme Court, get it resolved real quick. I hope we don't have to resort to stuff like that because then what we were talking about yesterday with Mark Howitt, which is the country devolving into, you know, different states that want to secede or something or, you know, get yeah, into a civil war. It's, it's like, like, we're getting like, crazy. Do I really want to be that person, that person that no. we're always complaining about that we're fighting against? Not really. Do we want to be them? Not really. But I can see what Ron is saying. If, if it gets down to that, then, all, to of, fight back to then all of a sudden you're like, okay, there. All the red states kick off Biden. All the blue states kick off Trump. Then there's no legitimate president. Then we are in a de facto uh, civil war at that point. You know, we're just totally divided. So now let's get this to the Supreme Court and hopefully they make the right decision, which is, which should be. You serious, Colorado and Maine? 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with, with really quickly, they should decide on that. All right. Thank you for those comments. We'll get more, right? We'll keep doing that. Talk yes, with we Jeff. Will. We'll pile them up. Um, and, and thank you for people. I have some people texting too. I'll try to get better at that. 877-9713-971. That'll be a new avenue for you to delve into, Olivia. And, and <laughs> that and those. the birds. You're like, where do I even get those? <laughs> and the bird and the carrier pigeons. Yeah. I'll dig for it. I'm sure it's the, somewhere. The carrier pigeons as well. All right. Um, that time of day it's uh time to get some Demarco's pizza isabel's um finishing up at Demarco's. by the way she's been working there for a couple of years she's getting ready to head over to greece for a little while before i came down i had a snack yeah, they, um of just some leftovers it, she it's had the buffalo bread like, oh. the buffalo bread the <laughs> buffalo bread from Demarco's pizza she brought home a little bit it was her lunch and we started stealing it from her um, <laughs> she offered it to me yeah best pizza best pizza in flagstaff hands down Buffalo bread's great. Uh, wings are great there. They give craft beers, all that. Uh, stop on by Namarco's Pizza. Three locations in Flagstaff or order online at namarcospizza.com. That's namarcospizza.com. I'm really hungry. I should have eaten more. I should have <laughs> taken know. more for lunch. Hang tight. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvid show hey olivia did you get a rock chip in your windshield oh yes i did oh wait you know know, that i have that invisible one you're gonna have one soon I know. It's right around the corner. And then I'll get to look forward to all those rock chips. I hope you're saving your money. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking forward to the rock chips. Well, if you get Mm -hmm. a rock chip in your windshield, uh, I wouldn't bring your imaginary car in there because that might get weird. But anyway, (laughs) go to Diamond Auto Glass on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Great service there. Um, I've been going to Diamond Auto Glass for years. Uh, I suspect the cinders will be flying here this evening, and next thing you know, you will have a rock chip. Stop on by. If you've had glass coverage with Diamond Auto Glass, it's included for free. No appointment necessary. It takes 10 to 15 minutes. If your windshield, like like a big rock or a boulder went through it, I hope not. Um, they'll, <laughs> for your they'll, sake. For your sake. They'll Sounds replace dangerous. Yeah, they'll replace that entire windshield for you, and you'll save a ton of money with them and get their great customer service. Diamond Auto Glass, 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. Let's wrap it up with this. Um, second show of the year here. Entered our eighth year. Oh, wow. Um, trying to recommit to getting more articles out to all of you, especially on Arizona items. Although one of the articles I put out today was our $34 trillion debt. Started the show with that with Angela. Right. Yeah, it was a new <laughs> milestone. The new year. For the first time ever, we broke $34 trillion. Well, right before that, we broke $39 trillion, you know, whatever, whatever. In 20, you know, it's all been records year after year. But I put that up on talkwithjeff.com, so I hope you'll sign up for those notifications. Um, also, um, we'll put up tomorrow after the show an interview that I'm going to do with LD1 candidate Mark Fincham. He's running for the Arizona legislature for the Senate. Um, and that one's going to be interesting because there are two candidates uh, on the Republican side. This is a heavily Republican, heavily favored Republican district. Uh, Ken Bennett is currently the Senate representative 
for LD1, largely Prescott area and, and other areas in Yavapai and, and other areas of, you know, other counties too, but centered in Prescott. Um, he's challenging Ken Bennett for the Senate seat. Um, so I expect this one to be very, very interesting when it comes to that race. So I'll have Mark Fincham tomorrow, um, probably during the five o'clock hour, but you better start listening at four because I could change Just my to mind. Catch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching that one closely because every time you get these, uh, inter party races, um, it is, uh, it can get pretty, it can get crazy. It can get pretty crazy. Another one is legislative district seven of which is my district, uh, Flagstaff, I think it goes over to Camp Verde, over to Payson, and then over into the White Mountains. I see two factions forming in this race. Uh, for the Arizona House of Representatives, you've got Walt Blackman, who served in the legislature a couple of terms, and then he ran for Congress last time and didn't make it, so he's rerunning for that same House seat in LD7. David Marshall is also running, and he's currently the incumbent first term for LD7. So you got two people, two seats to choose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Republican side there, there's two other Republicans running. And I think we have Steve Slayton coming on in a couple of weeks and John Fillmore. John Fillmore, um, I thought was in a different district, but maybe it got redistricted. And I know he was in the legislature in the past as well. Uh, then on the Senate side for Legislative District 7, this one is going to be interesting to watch. Um, you've got Senator Wendy Rogers, who currently represents LD7 Senate seat. Uh, and then you got David Cook, who I believe is out of the Globe area, which is on the you know the far western side of LD7. He is currently, although I have not had him on the program since he's been LD7 House representative. He's currently him and Marshall are the, the House representatives. He's running against Rogers in the Senate seat. So you've got Rogers and and Cook running against each other, both re- both Republicans running in the primary. This is going to be interesting. I know. To uh, Senator Rogers has been on the program a lot. I want to get both of them on the program to tell us what they're about, what they're going to do or hopefully not do. <laughs> That's going to be a question. Just prevention at this Instead point. Instead of me asking, uh, you know, what are the three things you want to accomplish? What are the three things you just don't want to get done? How will you not, you know, cause a problem in the – state government how will you Please. stop the further meltdown yeah how will you? so yeah interesting to watch so tomorrow I'll, I'll officially launch my election 2024 section of the website where we'll start to compile and pile up the podcasts of all these candidates and maybe we'll get some races back multiple times especially like the senate seat mm-hmm. the, the, the u.s senate seat and then you can compare and decide if they've morphed and changed over time if they're full of it if you'd want to have a you know a slice of pizza with them or something, or if you just get a little queasy. <laughs> I can't believe it's election year already. Oh my gosh, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> and I'll try to bring you the best I can, folks. And any questions you've got for candidates you want asked, email talkwithjeff at iCloud.com. as soon as possible. Absolutely. All right, Olivia. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody have a great, safe night. Take care. See you soon. You've been listening to The Jeff Orvich Show. Remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. 